Welcome to Much More Much Year with Pup Duffy and Kara Lane, an Aunt Imagination production. But we are here to talk about your new film. It's called Out of Exile. It's available in select theaters, digital, and on demand. You can see it pretty much everywhere. Real quick, how did you get into film? Was this a childhood dream or did you stumble into it? I guess it started for me as like a kid. Um, I just, as a kid, I was a big reader. Uh, I used to read uh, all the Franklin W. Dixon Hardy Boys books and uh, all the Louis L'Amour Western novels. Mm-hmm. And uh, my grand- I, I raised in Oklahoma, I grew up here, and my parents were teachers. My dad was a football coach, and, and uh, my grandpa owned a farm. And so the way you sort of kind of got out of work was if you were reading. It's like, mm-hmm. and then it's like, oh, they didn't bother you as much. They're like, oh, he's reading. You know, we won't make him go out there and haul hay all day or whatever. Uh, and so <laughs> not to get out of work because I, I – I liked working on the farm, but I think just reading a lot as a kid and then my grandpa, he was retired and, and he did some like, uh, he was, he kind of prided himself as a historian and he would, he would go to these places and speak at these museums and stuff because he just had this sort of wealth of knowledge. And, and we found ourselves like a lot at like um, judge Parker's court in Fort Smith, Arkansas, and sort of where the movie true grit was centered around and just, just having that sort of history and stuff. And, just loving movies as, as a kid, and, and uh, as I grew up, as I grew up, and kind of got away from home, you know, after the military and stuff, I, I, I was outside my comfort zone, and I remember thinking, like, I've always re- loved movies, I've always loved books, so why not combine the two, you know, and start trying to write and see what you can come up with it, Cause, because I've always had these ideas for movies and stuff, and and um, I guess that's sort of where it kind of became. I think having a, a vivid imagination as a kid, because I, oh my God, me too. Like I was constantly reading. I was constantly, we called it playing pretend, right? Pretending. Uh, Little House on the Prairie, you know, all these different things, just using that imagination. It really does lend itself to being a filmmaker because, not to get off on this, but sometimes you can tell that filmmakers are just doing it for the cash, right? They're just doing it to say that they did it. When someone has that heart and intention behind it oh it's so noticeable and it's so enjoyable i, I always say in independent film no, one, no one's going to get rich off of independent right the film is currency you know, making a movie and I, yeah that's the thing for me but like even like as a kid though like you're talking about you know uh, i was that kind of kid who would buy a detective kid on scholastic thing in mm-hmm. second fourth grade you know and i would get on fence posts trying to find uh, fingerprints on them. you know i was just sort of curious and stuff like that even though the, you know, i don't know i was just always having a big imagination and stuff like that so. well out of exile is what i would think of as a a gritty caper right can you tell me a little bit more about how you got to this film where this idea came from uh you know i guess it just comes from my inspirations for certain films that I was watching at the time or movies that I sort of love. Um, Scott Cooper's Out of the Furnace, uh, Ben Affleck's The Town, Taylor Sheridan, David McKenzie's Hell or High Water. Uh, I started with those films and, and I probably watched them, you know, I've, I've probably seen them 50 times. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a lover of film and stuff like that. I, I think that was probably, you know, just the things I was watching at the time. I've always liked the crime genres. Mm-hmm. Uh, or crime heist films and uh so just watching those you know i i think i was wanting to make something that i would go see in the theater and that's you know basically where it came from yeah. 
Right. And they're constantly saying, you know, write what you know, but I think it's also write what you love. And I know personally when I was, not when I was a writer, but when I would write, my favorite author is Stephen King. I love horror. I love, you know, post-apocalyptic things. And I was always hesitant. I would stop. I wouldn't read because I didn't want my writing to be influenced at all by it. But I think there might be a, a bit of fallacy to that because it's, it's not that you you're copying but you're being inspired because this is your love this is the world that you want to live in when you're being creative i think it's pretty cool and it is a departure previous you know your previous works i mean i've done a lot of short films and some documentaries like native american documentaries and stuff like that but i've always been writing so i've I've probably written about 23 screenplays and so a lot of those are like crime heist or action thrillers or just thrillers, uh, some horror films, uh, even a lot of Native American uh, projects I've got. So it's just, I knew that I had to make something that um, I wanted to make something that people would enjoy. I think I lean in towards more of an artistic sort of poetic side of it. Um, But I knew going into this, I I couldn't aim for something too artsy. You know, I, I needed to kind of blend it in some ways if I could and just make something that people might be interested in watching as your first feature narrative. And from there, um, once I sort of maybe built some trust or investors and financiers, distributors, whatever, it's just maybe then I can start to uh, explore, you know, more of the artistic side in addition or combining uh, movies like Out of Exile, you know, if that makes sense. Absolutely, it makes sense because you you hear about, you know, actors they have to do, God, I hate to use it as an example, but they have to do like Twilight. You know, they have to do something popular and and a moneymaker. And, you know, but then, after, you know, after they've become a name, they can yep. do, or for, for instance, uh, Daniel Radcliffe with Harry Potter. And then he goes to make Swiss Army Man. You know, it's like, I, I hate, I hate that it has <laughs> to happen. It's almost like a growing experience, I guess, to because as you're doing these maybe very commercial things, you're learning, okay, I really want to do this. You know, I want to lean out on, on the branch and, and try this. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I like a lot of these, I like a lot of different movies and a lot of different types of filmmakers. And so it's just uh, different sides of those things. You know, some of my favorite films are like road to production or uh, there was a movie. Yeah, I saw a movie as a kid called the perfect world with Kevin Costner done by Clint Wood. Very just simple film, but so like emotionally effective. Um, right. uh, but I mean, those are the types of, those are types of movies I'm sort of drawn to. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And out of exile as a film in general, it's very, I'm always, I'm very uh, visual. I'm very like, I'm always saying it was very pretty. It was very cool looking, but this film is very, it's pretty. <laughs> I don't know how to say it other than that. It's it's very pleasing to my eyeballs, and and the okay. story with it, it's to me. I'm very much into the story, but I'm also very much into the visual aspect of it. So when it's married like this, ooh, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I went to be a director of photography. Um, okay. I went to film school two years. I went uh, in Arizona. It was a digital cinematography class for two years, and so I. I had I, I owned a uh, photography uh, studio and I, but it was for me to like make art and then sell it at Scottsdale Walk. 
that, you know, but I, I go out and take pictures of like ghost towns and, and stuff like that. So I always, I started in photography and um, cinematography and stuff like that, but then taking the blend of reading and stories. And it, it wasn't until I came back to Oklahoma is when I started making film. It's such a small community where I was living in Anadarko at the time, um, which is like the, considered the Indian capital of the nation. And if the, I just, I couldn't find the team that I was looking to build uh, you know, I wanted to be a director of photography, but I couldn't find the writing. I couldn't find the directors, couldn't find the actors, I couldn't find producers. And so I guess I just became all of it in a way to get my mm-hmm. short films and my documentaries made and eventually started building my team. Then I could step out of the, the director of photography chair, just focus on writing and directing and producing. There's yeah. something independent filmmaking. I feel like it could be a blessing slash curse. That mindset of if you can't find the right person, you're going to do it. So many independent filmmakers have said they were holding the lights. They were, you know, they were grabbing sandwiches from this, you know, the sub shop for the, for the cast. You guys do it all. And it's nice that you were able to say, okay, I did find the person for this. Let me step back. But knowing that if needed, you could jump right in and do it. I I think it's cool to be so well-rounded, you know? I do. I do all my storyboards. I do my, well, I, I do, rough sketches and I get with my storyboard artists and then we, we flesh it out from there and I do my shot lists and stuff like that. So it's, I think a film is, as a filmmaker, you have to establish your cinematic language for every movie. (laughs) So it's, you know, what is the look of the movie? What, what cameras are we using? What lenses, how are we moving the camera and stuff like that. And so once you have that, once you establish what that language is, then every day is sort of, you build your shot lists and everything around the language that you, the tools that you now are going to use. Essentially. Right. And you've got a, you've got a great cast in this. You've got Peter Green, uh, Haley McFarland, Adam Hampton, and who this man is so fine. Ryan Merriman. <laughs> he is. <laughs> I'm going to tell you said that. Oh my God, please do. Tell him to look <laughs> me up. No, he is. The, he, ooh, he's just, he's fine. I'm not going to use it the rest of the time talking about how fine he is, but you can tell him I said so. <laughs> You've got a great cast, and this film is well acted. It's well directed. It's well shot. I mean, it's everything that it's not necessarily even my genre. As I said, I love horror. I hate jump scares. Okay. I love horror, you know, and and sci-fi and fantasy things like that. But it doesn't matter if it's not my genre because it's a freaking good film. You can you can enjoy something that's not necessarily your cup of tea. If it's done so well, not romance though. I'm going to hold fast on that one. I can't stand romance movies, <laughs> but <Same>. no. <laughs> well, speaking of Twitter, <laughs> is um, can people follow you on social media? Is there a website for the film or for you? Frozen? I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, yeah, just Kyle Kawika Harris. Uh, my my production company, Safe House Films, is also on, also on Instagram. Um, okay, but yeah, it's, we have a you know House Films is a website uh www.safehousefilms.com um but yeah that's, that's basically about it they can keep up with the film they can um get a heads up for upcoming projects that's pretty cool what is up next with you you got something in the works uh, yeah i do i have several things because i've written so much stuff um so when we started safe house we did out of exile sort of the trial run and then so last year we started, we created a slate for this year, basically. So we're doing three films a year. Um, I'm not directing everything, but it's, um, I'm 
trying to do one in the spring, one in the fall, uh, just trying to stay busy. Um, I have a pro- we have a project that looks like we might be shooting in Georgia called Endgame. It's sort of like a, a rural man's e- the equalizer. Um, and then we have one called the Unbound, which we started training on. It's sort of a 18th century frontier thriller. Um, parables be like the Revenant meets Apocalypto in some ways, Native American and um so yeah we started training for that one the actors i'm a big rehearsal guy and so when you when you see something like out of exile um you know we only had 20 days to shoot the movie and it's 116 page script whatever you know and so um so we don't we and then with covid restrictions on top of that it's we don't we're restricted so much that we can do and there's 37 locations and 20 days and and so I had to get my main actors, which was Adam Hampton, Henry, and Wilson Navis, who played the, the two brothers and the Marcos. And those guys are local actors, and I, I've known them for years in my short films. And I, you know, when I brought them the project, I said, you know, this is something what I'm, I'm wanting to do, but I, I would love it if you guys would be willing and open to rehearse and really sort of flesh out the characters and stuff like that. And they agreed, and we met for two months before pr- filming ever started, and we did an intense sort of weapons training and strategy tactics and communication tactics and uh, and basically set up cones in parking lots, did mock runs of uh, how we're going to shoot these scenes. So when we got to the location, we only had four hours to shoot a scene. We wow. were so we're so ready to go that all we had to do is this, the camera just had to come in and adjust for the actors. You know, everything else was good to go. And, uh, and having all that time to rehearse and having Matt Moulton, my armorer, and my executive producer, I feel like being an ex-Special Forces guy to train these guys, you know, we went in with our heads up high. We knew we were going to be really cool. And, um, and that's sort of what we're doing now on these other, these other projects, like the Unbound. These guys have been doing uh, month training and Native American language training. and it's just, That's fun for me as a filmmaker is to explore characters and stuff. I, I don't think I'm a big fan of uh, if we were shooting Monday morning at 8 a.m. and the actor showed up at 10 o'clock on Sunday. You know, right. I, I, think, I feel like that's disconnected and kind of cold. Um, and I, I would rather have lots of conversations about the, about the project and stuff. That's just how I like to work. No. Yeah. And you bring up a really good point. If you are prepared, you can get things done in a short period of time where it's fast paced and not rushed. It's like, we know what we're doing. We're going to get it done as fast as we can, but we are not going to look like we are struggling. We're not going to look like we're, you know, gasping for air because we're trying to do it so fast. And the other thing you said, I'm incredibly excited. We need positive, accurate, indigenous, Native American representation in film. And it's not, it's not here. It's not here a hundred percent. And it's not here what we're getting is not, and you would be absolutely more knowledgeable about this, but just as a person that views movies, I'm not seeing that great stuff. The closest I've seen recently, you should check it out if you haven't already. It's Three Pines, uh, Amazon Prime, but yeah. we are excited for a film that's going to have that that beautiful, accurate representation. That's so cool. Yeah, I, I, there's a lot of stuff that's Native American shooting in Oklahoma. Uh, you know, like Reservation Dogs, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon shot here, Fancy Dance just shot here. And my my ever uh, worked on that movie. Uh, it just opened at Sundance. Um, so there's a lot of Native American stuff being shot around here. Um, and just being Hawaiian, being Choctaw, 
uh, and working with the tribes for seven years, doing all my documentaries and stuff. I was a public relations director for five years and two years as a casino manager for Delaware Nation. And, uh, that's sort of where um, you know, I've, I really started getting back into my heritage and, and stuff like that. And, and, this, and then it started influence, influencing the writing. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, there's lots of stuff to come, lots of, lots of projects. See, this would this would go into another 30 minute conversation, but I really quickly want to ask you this before we have to wrap up. You mentioned all those ones that are being filmed now. So do you feel like there's going to be an influx of good Native American films over the next year or so? I think so. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for it. Um, I know that a lot of Native American advisors and stuff are working on those films and the tribes right. have a big influence and stuff like that. So I'm looking forward to a lot of that stuff. I love Reservation Dogs. We've seen the first two seasons and I've read Killers of the Flower Moon and um, just, yeah, there's a lot of stuff coming out soon. I'm, and I'm ready to, I'm ready to get dive more into that stuff too. Uh, oh, and there's just, uh, just recently there's been a lot of negativity about uh, the new Avatar film. You know, um, the, the people aren't, aren't, they're not joyful about this film and, and the things that are being said that it's supposed to represent. It's like, oh my God, no, we're not doing this. Yeah. So to see something positive and accurate is going to be incredible. So everybody should be on the lookout for these. And they have got to see Out of Exile. You're going to like it. It's pretty exciting. It's fast paced, but not rushed. Thank you so much. Oh, you're Glad welcome. You Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, you have a wonderful night. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. All righty. Bye-bye. Yeah.